Welcome to Annunciation with Father David. Father David is the priest at Annunciation Greek Orthodox Church in Decatur, Illinois, where every week people are connected to the ancient wisdom of Orthodox Christianity. Here is Father David. Christ is in our midst. Good morning. Now in our study of the Divine Liturgy, we've been meditating upon the Lord's Prayer, and today I'd like to move beyond the Lord's Prayer. However, before we do that, I want to highlight a, a quote of St. Ambrose of Milan that I read this week that will shed light not only on this whole part of the liturgy and the Lord's Prayer, but also today's Gospel reading. St. Ambrose said, As in paradise, God walks in the Holy Scriptures seeking man. So he is invoking that image of God walking through the Garden of Eden looking for Adam and Eve. And he is using this metaphor and this image to describe to us what God does in the Scriptures. The Scriptures are not about us recording our history of our search for God but rather it is a record of God's search for us to bring us back into the heavenly kingdom. And if we look at the Lord's Prayer as such a quest, it allows us to understand the importance of this prayer. God gave this prayer to us, seeking us, seeking to bring us back into the heavenly kingdom. So every single time we say, Our Father, we are allowing God to find us. Because in order to pray that prayer, we must allow the Holy Spirit to move through us. We allow God inside of our lives. And in the context of the liturgy, indeed, this is what happens. Because the next words that we say after the Lord's Prayer are, yours is the kingdom. We have been allowed in. Not only have we been allowed in, but the words, peace be with you all, come forth from the altar knowing that not only are we in the kingdom of heaven, but indeed that is the purpose of this entire exercise. God's peace has been given to all. This is exactly what he wants. And then something interesting happens. The priest says, let us bow our heads to the Lord. And out of curiosity, I want you all to meditate on how many times you've actually listened to that command and and put it into action. When the priest says, let us bow our heads to the Lord, we should be bowing our heads. And And the next prayer specifically says... Look down upon those who have bowed their heads before you. So therefore, if you're not bowing your head, guess what? The priest isn't talking about you, okay? So again, this whole process, the Lord's Prayer, saying the Lord's Prayer, gathering as the church to do so, allows God to find us. Now this is in contrast to what happens in today's Gospel reading. Because... Whereas the rich young man does come to Christ, he is not seeking Christ. 
He is seeking everlasting life. And he's not seeking it in context of God. He is seeking it in context of his own luxury and his own pleasure and his own means. And we know this because he calls Christ good. And Christ asks him the question, why do you call me good? There's only one good. And that, of course, is God. And he knows, Christ knows that this man does not understand who he is. Christ is not allowing him to find him. Because if Christ asks the question, why do you call me good? There's only one good. The proper response is, I know you are the good because you were God. And I came seeking that good. So it is a test It is a witness to the fact that this young man doesn't know what he's talking about. And so he goes on and he says, well, what do I do to inherit eternal life? And well, what what Christ does is he leads him back to the scriptures. What does it say in the law? And then he quotes the law. Well, the law, of course, is God's way of revealing himself to us. Again, he's seeking this man, trying to draw him in, trying to get him to understand that the very person standing in front of him is the God that the law speaks about. And of course, this goes right over the young man's head. Because he asks, what more shall I need to do? Well, John says, eternal life is this, that you know God in him whom he sent. So if he knew God, he wouldn't need to ask the question, what more should I do? And so he again prods and tries to bring this young man in and say, well, so all that you own, give it to the poor and come follow me because I'm the God that you seek. I am the person through whom you will gain the kingdom of heaven. You need nothing else in this world besides me. And of course, the young man goes away sad because he wasn't seeking the kingdom of heaven. He wasn't seeking God. He was seeking for a way that he could bask in his own glory, his own riches for eternity by his ability, his measure, his efforts. And this is why Christ says it is so hard for the rich man to get into the kingdom of heaven. Because when we, by our own, seemingly by our own ability, attain great riches in fame and glory granted to us by the world, it becomes very difficult to see God's hand in all things that happen to us. And again, this is why God seeks us. He understands how difficult it is for mere human beings to be able to comprehend God and have a relationship with him, to understand that, yes, there is indeed a God who so loves his creation that he sent his only begotten son, not only to walk in the Garden of Eden, but to walk in the Holy Land, walk in the land of the Gentiles, in the desert, to sail on the seas, to eat fish, to be hungry, to be angry and sad and joyous, to be tortured and to die. 
This is a very difficult and alien concept. And that is why he gave us the scriptures. That is why he became incarnate, to show us personally how much he seeks us. And so therefore, it should be nothing for us to listen to those words, let us bow our heads to the Lord. And note what we say immediately after we bow our heads. We give thanks to you, O invisible King. It does not matter that we do not have Christ himself in the flesh standing in front of us. Because we have allowed God to find us and we have come to him and we have come into his kingdom. And it is enough for us to know that he has done these things. So we give thanks to the invisible king who by your boundless power fashioned the universe and the multitude of your mercy brought all things from nothing into being. We understand this very radical idea. In the ancient world, if you read the mythologies around the world, from every country and every culture, creation myths always are from something into something else. For example, in the Babylonian mythology, Marduk kills Tiamat and from the body of Tiamat creates the world. In the Christian and the Jewish understanding of creation, God creates from nothing. Radically different. Master, upon those who have bowed their heads before you, for they have not bowed before flesh and blood, but before you, the awesome God. We have not bowed before an idol. We have not bowed before a man. We have not put our faith in our own efforts and our own powers and the glory and the power of the world. We have put our trust in the God who created all things. Therefore, Master, make smooth and beneficial for us all whatever lies ahead. According to the need of each, sail with those who sail, travel with those who travel, and heal the sick, physician of our souls and our bodies. We understand that even in times of disease, trials, tribulation, and tragedy, God still seeks us. If you recall on 9-11, in the midst of the wreckage, God erected a cross to remind us all that even in this massive tragedy, He still is here, helping us, supporting us, seeking us letting us know that in these times of trouble, He is there and will always be there. And then in the end, we are allowed to approach the cup and have that God through whom all things were created enter into us. That His quest to seek us, to find us, to bring us into his kingdom and experience his eternal life culminates in this one singular moment. And he offers it to us freely because indeed he does love his creation. So let us all allow God to find us in every aspect of our lives. Allow him in, allow him to form us show us in the ways that our mundane activities on a daily basis can have him involved 
and bring glory to Him and allow us continual access to His heavenly kingdom. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, now and forever, and to the ages of ages.